Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Thanks very much for having me on. So, Diane, I've just mentioned there about this particular wonderful organisation. You've had quite a journey yourself. How is your health nowadays? Great. Thank God, Alan. Absolutely blessed. Um, my little boy is six next week and I was pregnant um, when I was actually diagnosed on him at the time. So six years on, doing great. Thank God. Can you talk us through your journey, please? Absolutely. Um, so I was 19 weeks pregnant when I was diagnosed. That was in February 2017. And I was literally at the stage where they couldn't operate or do anything for me at that time due to just the timing and the pregnancy. But they agreed to operate at 24 weeks to remove the lump. And it wasn't successful the first time. So four weeks later, we went back and I went underwent further surgery. Thankfully, that was successful. But then I just continued with the pregnancy. And at 36 weeks, they delivered Harrison, is his name, by C-section. Um, just four weeks early to allow me to get on with treatment. So yeah. once I'd recovered from the C-section, six weeks on, they started chemo and that lasted six months, followed by five weeks of radiotherapy. And I also had another um, drug called Herceptin for up to a year afterwards. There's so much in what you've just said in this yeah. short space of time. Now, I want to go back through some of it. First of all, the initial diagnosis. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, it was a big shock, to be fair. Um, I'm not, to be honest and hold my hands up, I wouldn't have been one that was very breast aware and would have ever checked. So I think the fact that I was pregnant is the reason that I actually found the lump in the first place. Um, And I'm forever grateful for that too. Uh, But I was very lucky that not only did I find it, but the GP that I attended was very thorough and actually referred me because she said at the time, it could be a black milk duct because you are pregnant, but it could be something. So we'll just send you just to be on the safe side. Thank God she did because the type of cancer and the type of tumour that I had was what's called HER2 positive. So it was hormone driven. So naturally being pregnant, that was only going to get bigger and bigger and probably past the point of rescue, literally. So um, I was very lucky, very, very lucky. And then being pregnant and knowing what you can and cannot take medication wise, there must have been so many thoughts going through your mind. Was there any part of you said, I'm I'm not going to have this operation until Harrison is born? It's funny because my obstetrician at the time, Dr. Liz Dunn, who was absolutely amazing throughout, um, said to me, we'll operate at 24 weeks. Anesthetic during pregnancy was absolute news to me. I never knew that was even possible. So when she said to me, we'll wait till 24 weeks, because, you know, at that stage, the baby would be more viable outside the womb if anything should go wrong. And I said to her, nothing can go wrong because we'd actually been on an IVF journey prior to that to conceive. So we were already after being through the wars. So we said, no, we actually. So she said, don't worry, you're in safe hands. And we were in fairness. in in, That was a big step for you and your partner to take because... Um, like I know people have been down that road and they've resisted having operation during pregnancy so I it mean, was massive and it, yeah. like in my in, in my eyes baby was always number one but in their eyes it was me was was life number one but so it was it was very 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 scary so talk about the the, the, the people around you then and, and the support they gave you because obviously you your partner you both needed yes. support you needed family support um, Obviously, you got the support. We did. And look, we were, were very blessed. My husband, Paddy, 
he owns his own business here in Wexford. So literally everybody rallied around, everybody mucked in, my own family, um, his parents, everybody literally. My little girl was, our little girl was only starting school at the time. So there was parents available for pickups, for drops when I was on my downtime after chemo. And then with a newborn baby on her hands as well, you know, so it was very tough. But luckily, I come from quite a big family and they were, some of them came in in the middle of the night, did night feeds and we didn't even know they were there. That kind of thing. So everybody, in fairness, both families were amazing. After, was it C-section, was it? C-section, yes. After the C-section and you woke up. What was that like? What was oh, that it was absolutely like? amazing. It was just amazing to see him, to know that he was okay, that we were both okay at that stage. And I felt from that point on, even though the hard work was only beginning as regards treatment, I could relax. He was here. He was safe. I and, was safe. And then you and could concentrate Anything else you could endure. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness, it was probably a very nice distraction to have throughout the chemo because you had him at the end of the day, you know, as well. So. so then the situation that you're now in health wise, how are you? Great, thank God. So I'm on a drug called tamoxifen, which is something that's continued for five, sometimes 10 years post uh, hormone driven cancers. It's basically an estrogen blocker. So there are it's it can be challenging and there are side effects. But the reason for the 100K for me is because walking exercise. I haven't even got onto that yeah, yet. The walking I, yeah. and exercise is what combats these side effects. OK, Do you know, so and as everybody knows, Exercise is the best drug that there is, you know, the most underrated yeah. too. So let's get on to it then. Yeah. You, you preempted my question, which yeah. is you have decided to give back and you mm-hmm. tell you can tell me why you're giving back. But first of all, tell me what you're actually doing. OK, so for the month of June, kicking off on the 1st of June, we basically have to walk, run, jog, whatever you want. 100k over the 30 days for the month. Um, I'm actually away for the first 10 days myself down the south of Spain, so I hope to get a lot of it done during that time because um, nice weather and nice scenery yeah. around us. But um, yeah, so we just have to complete it at your leisure. Do You can do 10k one day or 3k every day, you know, so it's totally up to yourself, whatever way you want to do it. Yeah. And how do you go about doing this? Have you a GoFundMe or an iDonate yes, page? Yes, we have an iDonate. Yeah, there will be a link shared on social media every day during June, so we have that. But people can also register to take part and any registration fees are going towards the fund as well which is great yeah you have your own league what's this my league is called a step ahead so everybody who registers can if, if you're doing it as a group or as part of a company or as part of a team you can have your own league so i've set up a league called a step ahead i already have about 30 in it so basically you can just track each other's progress a bit of fun but it's totally optional too have you found people because of this what you've set up have come to you and and, and chat with you because there's strength in numbers and there, there's strength in people who've been on similar journeys talking to each other you help each other don't you yeah absolutely and the support from people who have been there is vital it's it, I know firsthand how you know how much it, it just meant to me to be able to speak to somebody who'd been there who'd done the journey I literally only this week had a girl contact me saying that a colleague of hers at work was diagnosed would I be free to talk to her absolutely do you know it's, it's a great way to support each other because I've been there so for her the fear of the unknown might be lessened a little bit after chatting you know and it's everywhere because I mean it was at a function last night and a lady speaking to myself and my wife was, was talking about the fact that she'd been on the journey and she'd mm-hmm. lost a breast and okay. that to her now she was enjoying life yes. and, and life is more important than anything yeah. and life is different after a diagnosis is it how, how is it it's, different it's definitely different. your perspective changes and cliche as it sounds it's so true you're, you're, you're every day nothing is every you're, you're, it's one day at a time and it's, it really is and you're literally living each day to the full and everything that would have probably drove you nuts beforehand doesn't matter anymore it's doesn't, very true doesn't, doesn't. It? it doesn't you can literally relax a there's bit a, more there's a so. saying out there a friend of mine uses it all the time don't sweat the small stuff it's a fact who cares it's so true. It's so, health so is so the true. best wealth yeah. I'm not, they're all little cliches but they matter yeah. don't they yeah. and as you said Alan it is everywhere at the moment and I find as well it's a lot in younger women so I think the Marie Keating Foundation especially who the funds are going to go to this year they really 
really help. Um, they have education programs. So it's for, you know, prevention, education and just basically making awareness of better um, breast health amongst younger women, especially because we're not invincible. And unfortunately, yeah. it's our age group that, you know, I was 38 when I was diagnosed. I know a lot of girls that are younger right. getting diagnosed. So it's just to be breast aware. Is and that's just message. one of the many support services that are out there. We've got Relay for Life coming up Absolutely. here as well. The Irish Cancer Society. The list is endless. It of is. And our Hope Centre here in, in the in Hope Centre. The wonderful Hope yeah, Centre. I actually yeah. attended the Hope Centre myself throughout. They were amazing. But like everybody is different so some people might want to go local for their support some people might want to go outside their locality that's why I think it's important to support the likes of the Irish Cancer Society or the Marie Keating Foundations for, to support everybody because everyone's different Thank you for joining me there's so much in what you've shared with us this morning but I think one of the most important points you have shared is for somebody who is faced with this decision of an operation whether it be cancer or something else the fact that your baby was safe and secure and Harrison is alive and well mm-hmm. and is buzzing I'm told absolutely absolutely yeah just trust your team that we have an amazing oncology system in the country here it's absolutely fantastic how can people donate and get involved I'm going to share on the social media um, on the 100k in 30 days.ie you can register or you can choose to donate if you don't or for any reason can't take part good to talk to you thanks Alan Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views.